Hello, my friends. Andy coming to you live from Orange County, California, um, and in particular, the Placentia Yorba Linda School District area, which we're going to be talking about tonight. We had a meeting last night. Uh, this is a show that's beginning to uh, be a regular show as I attend the school board meetings and um, learn more and more about um, the problems we have in our school system, not only in Placentia Yorba Linda School District, but in the state of California and, of course, across the United States. Now, I have often said that um, we're pretty fortunate that we live where we live, that this school district seems to be better than most. But when you are uh, comparing yourself to schools that are at the, the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> I mean, how much better can that be? So it's, it, they are better, uh, but uh, we're very quickly going down a road that um, we could be pulled down uh, to the to the areas of what's happening in Baltimore and Chicago, Los Angeles, and some of these other school districts that are just horrible. Overall, uh, what I just recently learned is in the United States, our our children, uh, our education is twenty fifth in the world, twenty fifth in the world to these other countries. How is it we are going to compete with these other countries if we're not educating our children to be the best in the world? Uh, we're going to be satisfied with mediocrity. Uh, we're going to be satisfied with children not able to attend colleges or they're going to do things like they're doing in Oregon where they're reducing the, uh, uh, the requirements of graduation down to nothing. Uh, or Nevada, where you don't even have to show up. You don't even have to do your homework. Uh, the reason they're doing that is because we are not educating our children. And the only place that some of these places can go is to a place of um, uh, reducing the requirements of graduation because they are, number one, not willing. Uh, they're saying due to equity or some other uh, racist issue that they, they obviously can't make you know, children read. <laughs> we, we can't make them get the right answer in a math equation. That would be racist. Uh, it is just one of the craziest things uh, that, um, that I have ever heard in my entire life. Some of these things that are going on in these uh, cities is incredible. Uh, and uh, if you would, please, uh, like Shara Marie here, if you would comment, that would be amazing. I would really appreciate that. Um, she says she's been looking forward to my synopsis of last night's meeting. Well, um, uh, there are some things. I, I, this show could be very long, and I had to pare it down to uh, a few subjects here. But what I wanted to first say, and I wanted to admit to everybody, is that I, um, unfortunately, am one of those people that has caused this problem. Um, and and, I, and I, I feel like there's a, a few others. Uh, the one thing that the, the pandemic and um, the CRT issues and being called a racist and, and as a law enforcement officer uh, for 21 years, for two, over two decades, um, uh, being called a racist as a police officer where they're actually kicking law enforcement out of schools, not in our school district, but in other schools. Um, it has wo woken me up. Um, I, but I, I am one of those people that when it came around to voting, I voted for the top ticket, whoever was running for president, or may, maybe in some cases who is running for governor, who is running for uh, uh, even on a lower level, Senate and, and Congress, and then everybody else, you know, if uh, if it if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I often just just check the box for the incumbent. And I got to say that I um, I may be the cause, one of the people that have caused uh, some of this problem, where uh, people like Karen Freeman and um, 
the other uh, lady, I forgot her name, Buck, um, who wasn't there last night, that I just continued to vote for them. And uh, they seemingly thought that, you know, we're, we must be doing a great job. We're going to continue to to believe that we are the ones raising your children and not you. And uh, I am one of those people that I, I'm pretty sure that uh, I just was looking for the people that were incumbents because at the time it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal and voted these people back in. Well, that's going to change uh, because uh, what is the saying? You've uh, awakened a sleeping giant. Uh, I think that's what has happened with, between the pandemic and CRT and, and, and calling cops racist and calling white people racist. Uh, it's uh, they've awoken a sleeping giant in in the in the form of parents that are now paying attention. So um, I, I love seeing the parents. It seems like we see a few more parents each time we have a school board meeting, but we still need more uh, people to show up. And uh, we had uh, quite a few good speakers there yesterday. And then we had some people that were just misinformed in regard to masks and CRT and some other things that are going on. So the one thing I wanted to talk about is something that came up really early. Uh, at, well, maybe it wasn't really early, but it, it was during the the the, the public speaking portion of the meeting. And that was that um, in addition to the mask, which was a, uh, a hot topic, of course, as it's been for the last couple of meetings, but the, um, the children there, I believe there are three or four children that were of Asian descent who came up and, uh, and very eloquently spoke of uh, times that they were um, uh, the subject of racist comments where they they talked about people, uh, uh, children, other children coming up to them and asking them, uh, you know, what their favorite recipe for eating a dog is or or something about their slanted eyes or some other uh, racial slur. Um, I, I'm very uh, concerned about that, of course. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I, I am concerned that that would be happening in our school. Um, the, the the thing that I want to talk about here, sorry, I got something going on with my, somebody's trying to call in right now. Uh, and that is that, is this the first time we've heard of it? If it is, why did they not bring it up when it happened at school? Why did they not bring it up to a teacher? Why did they not bring it up to the school district? Why didn't the parents have a meeting? Now, I'm not saying that, that they didn't do that. I'm just saying if this is the first time we're hearing about it, why? Um, if they reported it to the school district, if they reported it to their teachers, if they reported it to uh, uh, an employee at the school, what happened? Uh, I, I think that the school board should look in to see what happened. That, that's that's what that's how these things get solved. Um, if these children feel um, and the parents, um, I, I'm guessing, approved or suggested that these children come up and speak, um, what is it that the, the parents did? Where are again here? Where are the parents and all this? Um, there were so many unanswered questions, and I and I had some concerns. Now again, I just I want to remind you, I've been a police officer for over two decades. I testify in court cases uh, quite often. I investigate police officers. I investigate law enforcement. I investigate suspects uh, in regard to criminal activity, and so I'm suspect uh, of of any anybody, including witnesses and victims, uh, as to whether the story they're uh, telling me is accurate. So what I do, what I would like to do, and I, and I was uh, encourage anybody who was at the meeting or who listened to these uh, children, is that we should hold um, the school board or whoever it is that we can, the, the, the supervisors, to look into these incidents and find out what happened. Did they get reported? And if they did, what 
happened. Were children suspended for saying these things? We we need to really find out what's happening. Just coming in, and, and I, this is one of my concerns, that just coming in on a school board meeting like this and, and making these claims is, is one of my concerns because we find it also in the people that come in and, and demand all of our children wear masks. They say, well, the science says, okay, well, show me the science. There is no science. Um, there is... Um, one study that has been done recently that's inconclusive on whether masks help children uh, uh, not catch COVID or pass on COVID, and it's inconclusive. There was nothing found. You would think out of the billions of dollars that was put into uh, the COVID um, incident here in our country that somebody would have done a study to find out. Uh, there are plenty of studies that say that masks harm us. So just going back to my other thing, so you can't you come in and you say these things, and again, I'm not t- calling the children liars. I just want to know now are we looking into it? If this is the first time you're hearing about it, we need to investigate it. We need to contact the children, contact the parents and find out who the uh, the perpetrators of these racial slurs were and address it and talk to them. Do we need to put those children in some type of counseling? Do we need to uh, talk to them and talk to the parents and say this shouldn't happen? If it happens again, they'll be suspended. Um, None of those things, uh, uh, as far as I know, are going to take place, but I think that they should. And so I wanted to address that. I I think it was just an an important thing because they, they are the ones who came in and brought it up. They brought it up as issues in regard to our school, and it really didn't have any context as to why. Was it because they thought we needed to have CR in our schools? Was it because um, they felt that the school board uh, wasn't addressing it? Is it because they felt the school district wasn't addressed it? Um, is it because they felt that they told the teachers and nobody did anything about it? That's that's where this needs to go. What is it that needs to happen because of these children that felt um, obligated or were um, uh, moved to come before the school board and and speak? Uh, additionally, they knew that I was recording because I was there in the front row with my uh, my phone and camera, and um, they knew that this was going to be broadcasted out. So uh, I, I'm calling upon the school board and the school district to look uh, further into these incidents to find out um, what happened. Uh, if it is happening, it needs to stop, and this is how we're going to address it. We don't come in and bring in a whole new curriculum uh, that is now called um, Asian Lives Matter or um, uh, you know some other type of um, racial um, equity type of training. Uh, these are things that can be taken care of. These are things that we that there's there's solutions for them. There's ways of handling these things that can take place that doesn't cause children who are not racist, who are not saying these things to Asian children, to Hispanic children to black children that they need to be now suddenly put through an hour long course every day on their their racist um, colors that are in their skin. All right. So I just want to bring that up that we need to look into this and we need to do it the right way, not change how we're going to teach our children as we go forward. All right. So that was that subject that I wanted to definitely bring up at the beginning. Um, The uh, just coming back to the board and I I wrote this down and I just want to I I want to make sure that I, I bring this up because this is where I think that we need to understand that we have a problem in our school board and in our school district is that unfortunately, uh, the, um, oh, I'm sorry, I misread my own writing here. Fortunately, the pandemic and CRT have exposed those in the district and on the school board who do not have our children's best interest in mind. We have people drunk with power who only care about spreading an evil agenda. Uh, they discount parents and have started to believe they know what is best for our kids and not us as parents. This is the problem is that they often discount us uh, as parents as what it is that we 
think is necessary for teaching our children, what we uh, have as our role as parents in regard to teaching our children how to behave, how to not be racist, perhaps, or how to um, play well with others and how to get our homework, their homework done and that type of thing. They have decided that, you know what, uh, that's not the parent's role anymore. That's our job. And so we're going to take that over, whether the parents like it or not, and disregard us. How do I know this? Well, I have sent uh, quite a few emails since uh, my, kill, my children have been going to the Placentia Yorbalna School District, and they just simply have a history of not responding to emails. Uh, and I promise you um, uh, that my emails are not inflammatory. Um, well, they're not to me. I don't think they <laughs> I think anytime you probably question somebody, they feel they're inflammatory. But I asked them, I say, I, I want to understand what their school's position is, what the school district's position is, what the school board's position is on critical race theory, on equity training, on these curriculums that have other names that they claim are not CRT, but are clearly CRT. What is the school board's position? What is the school district's uh, position? Uh, and inevitably, only one or two of the school board members respond. Nobody else responds. The, the, the supervisors never responded to my email in regard to that question. They've never responded to my questions about um, masking our children. They've not responded to other questions and other things that I've sent to the school board. So that really is a very disrespectful school district in that regard. And that, they, you know, my, the, a parent sent me an email, but I'm just going to ignore it. Uh, I'm not going to respond. Or they're not even going to say, hey, you know what? I really appreciate your email. Uh, there is a robot that comes through on, on um, the, um, I forget which one of the emails I send it to. There is a robot that responds with the same thing. Thank you for your email. We really care about what you say, but then <laughs> there's nothing said after that. Um, but at least a, 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 a heartfelt, Hey, you know what? Like your email or I appreciate your email or, you know, your email brings up a really solid question and we'll get back to you or we're looking into it or we'll address it at the new school, next school board meeting. None of that ever happens. So I just really think that's just very disrespectful of the school district and the school board and how they handle these things. What do they do with all these people that come up and speak? Do they really, I see them taking notes, but are they, are they drawing doodles or are they actually keeping notes? Um, the, um, the, 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 the one thing that a, a speaker did bring up and I'm going to probably, I, I think I'll play her, um, her speech next. It's a, it's a minute. I think they gave us a minute and 30 seconds to speak. So it's not that long. I'll, I'll play uh, hers and I hope I have the right one queued up. There were so many good people that spoke yesterday and it was really hard to narrow down to one. I wanted to play four or five. Uh, there was a pastor that spoke. There was, uh, you know, a, a uh, other parents that spoke. Uh, there were some doctors that spoke. And so I, there was so much to choose from. I had to narrow it down to one because there's so many other things I want to get to, but I'll bring in this one. And that is, uh, and I think the issue of uh, what's going on. Why, why have we lost control of our school? Why do we not know the answers to some of these questions? Why are we not getting answers to some of these questions? So let me go ahead and bring up this video uh, of this particular parent who was speaking, and then we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more about what else happened last night. Here we go. voted to challenge Newsom over this ridiculous child mask mandate. Um, but that brings me to tonight, um, where we the parents want to know where that leaves us. Um, the board has voted agreeing that parents should have a choice whether the kids wear a mask or not. And so we want to know what that means when school starts. Uh, the state uh, left the enforcement up to individual school districts, and we as parents want to know what that will look like. There are many families who do not want to see their kids in masks, and some are considering leaving if that is the case. 
uh, when at least 50 or more students show up without a mask every single day to every site in our district, will that be okay? Will this be a recommendation or a mandate? Can we sign a waiver uh, releasing our students from having to wear them? And if not, they cannot be suspended under the school ed code of 48900 as long as they are respectful when they are being defiantly refusing to wear a mask, they will have to remain in school. They have to get the proper education that they deserve. So we just wanna know where we're at, where it stands. And, um, and lastly, I just also wanna take a quick moment since my timer hasn't caught off yet um, and say that we also are planning on challenging the critical race theory and ethnic studies that are coming in. Uh, most of us do not agree that any of those articles, not any of those, most of those articles on there are definitely not school appropriate. They should be left for the home and continue working on focusing on basic education, math, science, reading, writing, the basics. What I like that she had to say there is that is she wanted answers. Uh, we've been uh, having these same discussions at the school board meetings since um, I started attending. Again, I'm one of those parents who didn't attend. I just thought things were working fine until I realized that they were not working fine. Um, but since I've been attending these very, all these questions, the, the question about the mask, what happens if we go to school without a mask? Are the kids going to be suspended? Uh, there's some uh, thought that uh, somebody's going to be fined $1,000. Is it the supervisor uh, that gets uh, fined $1,000? Is it the school district? Is it the school board? Is it the individual child or parent that gets uh, gets fined for the thousand dollars? What is it that we? What is going to happen? What? How are we going to do this? Are you going to? Are you going to um, uh, fight for our kids? Um, the one thing that uh, one of the other parents said is that what, when when are you guys going to stand up? When's the school district going to stand up for our kids? When are they going to stand up for? Um, uh, what is what is uh, unhealthy for our kids to wear masks? Let me uh, bring up uh, a uh, a Wall Street Journal um, article. I was able to piece it down thanks to Dan Bongino. He on his show he um, had these breakdowns of this Wall Street Journal uh, piece. It was a, an opinion piece by a doctor, and you're going to have to uh, allow me a, a moment to kind of click on a couple of things here to make it large enough so I can read it. Um, but uh, it, it's entitled The Case Against Masks for Children. Uh, and it's uh, by Marty Macaray uh, and H. Cody Meisner. Uh, it's abusive to force kids who struggle with them to sacrifice for the sake of unvaccinated adults. What a great uh, title and subtitle for this particular article. And, it, and it's so true. One of the things that I often think about is that, uh, especially when we see these meetings, as, as we do each one of these meetings of the school board, is that we always have, uh, the, the room is kind of divided, right? It's divided in people who are uh, want the choice, right? They're the common sense people. They're the people that say, hey, I, I want a choice to do this, so of, of putting my kids in a mask. I want a choice of, of whether I have the vaccine or not. And so you have the room of common sense people, then you have these other people that are just completely fearful they always show up with a mask and then sometimes you'll see them go into the foyer and they'll, they'll get tired of the mask and they'll take it off and start talking <laughs> or, they'll, or they'll do something silly. Right. And they come back where, you know, my camera is or where other people are and they put their mask back on. So you have like three or four of those people um, that it, it is really odd that you have. Again, you have a small percentage of people. This happens in a lot of different things that we do in this country, unfortunately, is you have a very small group of people deciding the rules. 
You have the majority of people who say, listen, we want choice. We want to be able to decide whether we have masks on or not. And then those people that are afraid, that are fearful of this pandemic, they can they can keep their kid home. There's there's solutions to that. They do have the other solutions available to those people that are so fearful. If you are that fearful, why are you sending your kid into the school and then forcing everybody to to mask up because you've decided that you want to send your kid to school? It makes no sense. Are you afraid of the adult, the teacher? Then why are you sending your kids to school? This is one of the biggest things things that uh, just really um, it upsets me that you have a very small group of people who are living in fear on a day-to-day basis, forcing other people to, to change the way that we live simply because they are so fearful. Uh, the next one uh, slide on this uh, Wall Street Journal uh, piece is that some children are fine wearing a mask, but others struggle. Those who have myopia can have difficulty seeing because the mask fogs their glasses. This has long been a problem for medical students in the operating room. Yes, the next thing, uh, man, my banners. Sorry about that. It takes me a couple clicks because this thing keeps changing on me. Uh, and then we have the next piece here. It says, um, masks can cause severe acne and other skin problems. The discomfort of a mask distracts some children from learning. By increasing airway resistance during exhalation, masks can lead to increased levels of carbon dioxide in the blood, and masks can be vectors for pathogens if they become moist or are used too long. Well, that is definitely a case that I know that happens with so many kids. My kids came home with their masks just as dirty as heck, Um, and... um, and they, you know, they're, they're wet and you have to wash them. Just a, it's a, just a, a, a gross mess. And then the last thing here is that in March, Ireland's Department of Health announced that it won't require masks in schools because they may ex- uh, exasperate anxiety or breathing difficulties for some students. Some children compensate for such difficulties by breathing through their mouths. Chronic and prolonged mouth breathing can alter facial development. It is well documented that children who mouth breathe because uh, adenoids block their nasal airways can develop a mouth deformity and elongated face. So just more uh, reasons why we need to, to not have these masks in our schools. Um, and again, when I was talking earlier about you have these the people with the, the idea that everybody needs to be masked, they, ought, they, they come up with these things, but never have any um, anything to show for what it is that they're they're, they are saying nothing to support their arguments. Uh, I can drive around here in Orange County uh, over by the Brea Mall uh, on, um, I want to say it's Central, but it's State College Boulevard. There is a free uh, a location for free vaccinations. It, I've never seen a car in there. Uh, it's still to this date during this Delta, <laughs> whatever it is, the thing they can't test for, for the variants, right? The Delta, supposedly it's like this, it's so crazy. You can't even get into a hospital. There's nobody getting tested over on uh, Catella Avenue, over where the um, fries used to be. Nobody in that parking lot getting tested. Uh, this is uh, really crazy uh, that we are uh, asking a, the majority of people who think that we should have the choice to give our, to take, have our children go to school with masks are being ruled by a few people that are fearful by what it is that they are watching or learning on TV, never with any supporting information that supports the position of being so fearful. Um, And so it really, um, uh, this whole thing really needs to be looked at. And again, we need answers from the school board. Uh, I was uh, encouraged, and I don't have it brought up here, but Orange County uh, School Board, the Orange County School Board, the president, Marcy, I think her name is, and I'm sorry, I'm just now learning about her, but I, I, I suddenly decided that I like her. Uh, she's suing, or the, the, the board is suing uh, Gavin Newsom uh, and the, um, 
the governor's office for the mask mandate. So I'm encouraged by that. I don't have enough information. I, I would give you more. I will try to find the link and uh, and put it in the comments uh, if I if I can find it. It's on the other computer over there. Unfortunately, I didn't bring it up fast enough. If anybody has it and you're watching, if you could throw it in the comments, that would be great. That would be great if you could do that. All right. So um, the next thing that I want to address here. Um, is that uh, we really need parents to begin to um, to show up at these meetings. I just want to come back to that for a minute, is that, you know, much like me, you, you quite possibly voted Buck in and Freeman, and we need to get them out. Uh, they have been in there far too long. I think they both have been there since the 80s or something like that. I don't know. They've been there for a very long time. I could be making that up. I'm not sure. Um, but they've been there for a very long time. Um, we we It's time to do something different. What, what's happening now, uh, there, there's so much... Um, resistance. There's, uh, they're just saying, well, let's just that we've been, we've been with this company, you know, this whatever what, online company uh, for the last five years, whatever, and we'll just continue to do it because we've always used them. Yeah, but we, did you not read what it is they're teaching our kids? Just because we've always used them doesn't mean that we need to renew a contract with them. Uh, we, we need people in there that actually do the work like Leandra and Sean do, and that is in regard to looking at what's being put into our, our children's um, uh, education and going through the curriculum. It, it may be boring. It, they may be over it, but uh, if, if they're that tired and not willing to look through those things, then it is time for us as parents to vote them out, to find people that are going to run. Some of you that are watching should run if you're in a district um, that is uh, either Bucks or uh, Freeman's. And, you know, again, I'm going to, uh, Marilyn, uh, unfortunately, and I'm going to pick on her a little bit, but yesterday she seemed to be a little bit better uh, as far as questioning what's going on and, and having more to say. Uh, but Marilyn Anderson is she's on my she's on the bubble. Um, let's I'm going to see how she continues to improve on her desire, whether to help our children breathe or not, or uh, deciding that she doesn't want this uh, equity training or this curriculum, this this um, uh, CRT training that they're, they're trying to put into our schools. What what side of the fence she's going to fall on? Because uh, right now there's a couple of things that happened in the previous meeting that uh, makes me a little concerned about where she is on all these things. And so we really need um, we really need to look at what's happening uh, with her. And of course, we already know that Bucket and uh, Freeman need to go and we need to get rid of them. All right. So that was that issue. I just want to bring that up one more time. Parents, you got to get involved. Uh, we need to get rid of them. Um, I talked about the children. Um, I talked about the zero studies that conclusively show that masks help uh, children avoid getting or transmitting COVID. There are many studies that I have found and I've sent to the school district. I've sent it to the school board studies that I found that say that masks don't work and cause damage to our children, just as the ones that we noted in the um, uh, the Wall Street Journal article. Uh, Fauci says he hopes masks don't harm kids. Now, is that not the funniest thing you've ever heard? That funny, not good, funny, bad. In that you have the guy who's supposedly the expert in viruses, the expert in everything that it has to do with COVID, the guy who created COVID probably, um, and who financed the research that happened in Wuhan. And he says he hopes they don't harm children. Well, why are we doing this? If the guy who's supposedly the, the, the guy that everybody's turning to, like, we need answers, we need the CDC to, to look at this. We even have the WHO, which we another farcical organization, but let's just go to the WHO. The WHO even says, you know what? Kids probably don't need to wear masks, but, you know, if you want them to wear them, then they should wear them. If they have some compromising thing, then go ahead and have your children wear masks, but it's, it's probably more detrimental. This is the WHO, by the way, that it's probably more detrimental 
detrimental to their psych, psych, psyche, um, psychological um, uh, health than it is towards helping them with anything in regard to the virus. So uh, it will leave that up to the parents, but they also agree that it's not something that they should mandate uh, for children in these schools. And again, that's the WHO, which again, I'm not looking to them for any type of authority. I'm just saying, if you've decided that the WHO is who you're turning to, to your uh, uh, information, like the, like Facebook, uh, communists do, then um, they're saying that there should not be a mandate on kids uh, wearing um, a mask to school. All right. Um, one of the things that I like that Sean did towards the end of the meeting, and I'm sorry I'm jumping around here a little bit, but I, it's just the only way I could do this, is that Sean um, um, Youngblood, by the way, he's on the school board, um, suggested, or not suggested, he um, made a statement that he's looking into cameras in the classrooms. Bravo. Thank you very much. He and I uh, actually talked on the phone. He's one of the people that actually responded to my emails and actually wanted to have a phone conversation with me about um, a couple subjects. The subjects of, of cameras in the classrooms was brought up and we agreed that there need to be uh, uh, um, cameras in the classroom and microphones, not just not just the camera, but the camera and the microphones. So we have audio and, vi and video of what is occurring in the classrooms. Now, the argument of, from what I heard him say is that, well, you know, the contract with the, with the uh, unions again, right? We got the unions that are going to get in the way with this and they're going to say, well, there's a, a sense of privacy and there's all this, uh, you know, that we don't, uh, you know, the kids, what if they're caught on camera doing something? Listen. Number one, for the last two school years, we've had cameras in the classrooms but through the Zoom, right? We've been able to see the teachers. We've been able to see what they're teaching the kids. And that is, <laughs> that's the good thing. The good thing is that now parents that are able to see what was going on in the schools and see what's going on in the classroom go, whoa, 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 wait one minute. Uh, and we're able to do that. So for two years now, for school, two school years, we've had cameras in the classrooms. So you can't come back with an argument and say, well, because of whatever, uh, we don't have, we don't, they're not allowed in the schoolroom. Well, what happened the last two years? We've had them in the classrooms. Let's just continue this, continue to have the cameras, continue to have the microphones on in the classrooms and just continue it forward. Just push it forward. You sign on, you can sign on through the ARIES program, which we have to sign on in order to see the, the, the grades of our children, to see what um, uh, assignments are due, to do a whole bunch of stuff. We have a unique login uh, and username. We log in there. We're able to get into, um, it, it's not that hard. I've been in the audiovisual business now for over 20 years. I've been doing this for a very long time. It is not that hard. They're going to fight against it. Well, it's going to cost money. You just spent $35,000 for some uh, online program to teach our kids that they're racist. You mean you can't spend money to put cameras so that we can make sure that our children are getting a proper education? Uh, another thing. We have uh, law enforcement. We had to wear cameras. We have cameras in our cars. We have microphones on us. We have microphones in our cars. We have backseat cameras. We have front-facing uh, cameras. In any one scene on one officer, there could be three different cameras on a patrol car, on a moving environment, on us, on our bodies. You're going to tell me that you can't have a camera inside of a classroom in an audio uh, a program that can play the audio, the, the microphone the, in the classroom? This can be done. It's done all the time, and it's not that hard. There's cameras in school buses, in the RTD buses that people take from place to place. There's cameras in trains. There's cameras in casinos. There's cameras, there's cameras on the streets at intersections watching you drive through an intersection. You can't tell me that this can't be done because of some uh, privacy issue or, or whatever. I'm giving you permission. Film my kids, all of them. I have five kids. Film all my kids in elementary school, in junior high and high school. I have kids in elementary 
elementary school, junior high, and high school coming up in the next school year. Film them all. I don't mind. You have my permission. I'll sign off. Um, those of you that don't want your kids on camera, they'll maybe we'll put a position there that they can sit on, you know, two rows to the left of the classroom. Um, that is off camera. The, the two or three rows on to the right of the camera, those are on camera. There's all kinds of solutions. Don't give me this excuse that you can't have cameras in the classrooms because of some privacy issue. Give me a break. We have cameras. There's there's no place there's not cameras right now. And you're gonna tell me the only place you don't want them is in the classroom because of some issue the union's gonna bring up, which is BS. We want cameras in the classroom. Thank you, Sean, for bringing that up. I really appreciate that very much. Um, I'm gonna get back to the CRT. We need to get back to education. When you really need to get back to teaching our kids arithmetic, how to read. We're 25th in the world of all the countries in the world. 25th, America, the United States of America is 25th. We're having to import people because we don't have enough intelligent people because we're not educating our children in, um, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way that allows them to compete with these other countries. And so being 25th is not acceptable. Parents, we need to take back these schools and we need to get off of all these online programs that uh, are obviously not, not teaching our kids. If I'm, I'm guessing that if we were to look back when all this began to happen, it, I think some of this, this relying on these uh, companies to teach our kids through these online training things is probably one of the issues that has caused us to lose ground without having a teacher there face-to-face saying, Johnny, this is how you do the equation. This is where you carry the one. This is where you bring it down in this common core crap. I don't even know what they're going to be teaching as far as common core. But somebody say, and say, Johnny, no, that's not how you do that. This is how you do this. Taking uh, the the one-on-one the -on -one or the, 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 the human being contact as opposed to learning from some video or some uh, computer system, I think is probably one of the issues that is causing us to fall behind. I could be wrong, but I'm just telling you that maybe we need to look at that as one of the issues that we have far based on the last school board meeting there are so many of these programs that we're paying tens of thousands of dollars maybe maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars on that may be uh, better used and maybe bring in another body uh, another another teacher into the classroom um, surely uh, a few hundred thousand dollars that are being spent on a program could be um, um, uh, reuse or used in a different way reappropriated what's the word I'm looking for what are they it's not defunding the cops they're using some other word where they're um, redirecting redirecting the money to pay for another teacher in the classroom possibly a school ass a teacher assistant of some sort to help with hands-on one-on-one taking a child that's struggling and bring them up to catch up with other people maybe that's something we need to look into uh, i want to show you an example of one of the new zella is one of the um hey renee nice to see you Rene Benuelas uh, over in San Diego, Benuelos. Oh my gosh, I should, sorry about that. I didn't mean to butcher your name. Uh, Fauci needs to go, says Shar. Absolutely. Um, yes, all the training. Yes, another another fan of getting rid of all the online training programs. It's crazy. Um, why am I only, I, <laughs> I don't know. I have, I have more than just you watching. Just people are afraid to, afraid to comment. I see several people watching, but only you and uh, Rene are, are uh, actually commenting at this point. But uh, the rest of you if you would please comment i've been so busy rambling on i haven't had a chance to to encourage everybody to comment as you're watching this what you're watching live or you're watching the replay i know i'm on at a very odd time but we have uh, a few other things going on today that i this was the only time i could fit it in so sorry for the afternoon broadcast but um where was i oh i was going to show you this uh this this news newsy la they called it last night i thought it was called newzella um but it's the one that uh it's um hey, do you remember how much we we're paying for that 
55,000. 50, my wife's uh, over here on the other side uh, working so hard. Um, it is a program that we're obviously paying way too much money for. Um, and last broadcast, when I was telling you about the uh, July meeting, I showed you a newsletter they sent out that Black Lives Matter needs to be taught in the classrooms. Um, and and I'm not, you go, when, you, when you say Black Lives Matter, it sounds like you are disparaging that black lives don't matter. No, the, the, the name of the organization is Black Lives Matter. And so you have to use that. I just want to make sure that that's very clear that I understand how that sounds. But I, I know that everybody matters. Uh, and I know that saying that everybody matters is racist, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, everybody matters. All right. Here is another page I found in Newzella. And I'm bringing it up on the screen here. And again, it's just another page here that says Black Students Matter, resources for anti-racist teaching and instruction. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stop right there. I mean, I didn't get past the subtitle of this particular page is that what are they talking about? Are we te is it is it anti-racist because currently we're teaching racist racism in our schools? Are we teaching racism in the schools? I may have missed that in my my children's um, homework that they bring home that, hey, you know, you need to do your studies on how to be racist. None of that is happening. So what does this have to do with anything in regard to our children? Resources for anti-racist teaching and instruction. Uh, and, and this is again, this is a program that we're paying fifty five thousand dollars for uh, from what we remember from the last meeting. And it goes into great detail about identity development. Representation matters. Um, and under identity development, it says, start your self-work in developing and building a cultural responsive classroom by digging into your own identity. What? And working to understand how it plays out in your classroom. These three courses are broken down by identity marker. You want everybody broken down by an identity marker? Is that so they're going to include this, that they need to break, uh, uh, break down the teaching in the classroom by identity markers? When has this ever happened? I, I used to go to elementary school. I used to go to junior high. And I, I don't remember any of this occurring in my, in my teaching in, as a student in any of these areas. What is it that they are talking about? This is really a, uh, a very strange uh, program here that we are have allowed into the Placentia Yorba School District and voted on approving, I believe, in the last meeting at this $55,000 price. Uh, and this is what they're teaching our kids. If I go down further, uh, it has all types of uh, um, checking your privilege. So there's a five-minute uh, block on that, a 15-minute block, and a 30-minute block on, on uh, the first five-minute block is reflect on classroom discussions on race and plan to listen to students. The 15-minute block, define whiteness define whiteness and unpack the relationship to systemic racism. 30 minutes on understand how power plays a role in the white privilege and racism. This is the program that we just said we want to teach our children in school. Celebrating, celebrating Black America. I have no problem celebrating Black America. Don't we have an entire month to celebrate Black, uh, blacks, uh, in black History Month, which is perfectly fine. There's some uh, fantastic um, uh, um, his, uh, historic figures in our country's history that need to be acknowledged. There's some great uh, Japanese um, uh, uh, historic figures in our history. There's great Hispanic, uh, right? And so certainly we should always be looking into that. Uh, but this other stuff just really has no place. Did you know Celebrating Black America? Um, I don't know why that doesn't end well. Did you know Celebrating Black America in sports? And I'm not sure about that. Empowering student voice. And then it goes speaking up with courage and respect. 
barriers of expressing voice, Newzella and action or News LA. Again, they were calling News LA last night, but I think it's Newzella. Um, and uh, you can go on. I'm going to go ahead and put this link in the comments so you can click on it yourself and, and peruse and maybe you could take that five minute 50 minute class on how your whiteness is uh is obviously a problem um but uh wow th th that's an entire page that they have dedicated the last thing i, I brought up uh, in the last uh, uh after after meeting uh wrap up was just a newsletter that's an entire page on their website so here is the link i'll send it right to you and that is where you can go to see that page and how they're going to teach our children that they're racist. Uh, and that if there's any black children in our school that see this, that they're going to be um, told that they are oppressed. And so that's uh, that's great teaching that they want to do in our schools right there. All right. Uh, let me get back to my notes here. Let me make sure that I've covered everything uh, that I want to. Uh, yes. So those things I wanted to get to, I, I don't, uh, I, I'm afraid that sometimes I know you're going to find my, my wife finds this shocking when I admit that uh, sometimes I talk too long and go too far. <laughs> so I've been really doing my best. I'm, I'm 41 minutes. I wanted to keep it to 30 minutes. Um, but uh, that's a little bit of a wrap up of what, uh, what occurred yesterday. The last thing I just want to address, and uh, it's, uh, it was how the, the meeting ended yesterday. Leandra brought up that she wanted to um, dedicate the closing of the meeting to a police officer that was shot in, in uh, Chicago. Um, Ella French uh, was a police officer. Uh, I understand that uh, I mentioned on one of my other shows that she was a mother. I think there's some, um, uh, some news coming out that maybe she wasn't a mother. Uh, either way, she was 29 years old um, and she was shot in the face and killed. Uh, her partner was shot and he is in critical condition. And Leandra Blades uh, on the school board said, you know what, because of so much um, hatred has been thrown around in regard to law enforcement, she goes, I think it's important uh, that we, at least in this meeting, uh, show that the school board, Placentia Urban School District is not in that camp, that uh, we respect our law enforcement. And then when w one law enforcement officer, regardless if it's in our uh, school district area or not, that it's important to recognize it just for the sense that um, we have so many, uh, especially in our school district. I, I, again, I have uh, five kids uh, that are going to be attending uh, Placentia Urban School District. I am a police officer. Their mother has a history in law enforcement, uh, a contractor with the FBI, uh, that we surely don't want our kids going to school being told that we are systemically racist, that we are racist people, they were, that we are hateful people, that we need to be feared and not respected. We surely didn't, do not want that being taught to our kids. And so I thought it was, uh, I thought it was appropriate. Um, and again, uh, I'm going to be right up front and say I'm a little bit biased, but I, I, I do think that it was appropriate. After all, it's a school board meeting. Can you not bend a rule that says apparently because Karen Freeman, again, one of the school, the president of the school board said, you know, it's not appropriate that we do that. And that's not something we do here. Uh, and uh, apparently um, did not like the idea and <laughs> and let us know that this was not appropriate and should not be done. Again, there's some things that, you know, if you can say that, uh, you know, uh, that the kids need to be uh, that are white 
have whiteness and that they're racist. If you can say that, then I'm pretty sure that we can, at the end of the meeting, uh, show some respect for a law enforcement officer, even though they're not in, even in our state, that uh, we want to show some respect and salute them, that that could have been done. So I just wanted to tell Leander that I appreciate that she did that and I want to thank her, even though it was not within the rules possibly, and even though that um, uh, it, uh, it caused uh, President Freeman some some concern that this was being done. I appreciated that Leander went and did it anyway. Uh, here is uh, Ella French, 29, shot in the face during a car stop, just simply making a car stop. Um, one of the most dangerous things we do as law enforcement is make car stops and go on family um, disturbances. And he, she and her partner were shot, and she died, unfortunately, because of the gunshot wound she took to the head. Um, and so we need, as parents, to be aware of what's going on. You need to attend these school board meetings. I know that I do uh, broadcast them. Uh, I broadcast them for the people that um, really can't be there because of work or what have you. Uh, if you are home and just simply said, you know what, Andy's going to uh, broadcast this, so I'm just going to stay home and watch it. I, I would say to you that, you know, I understand what you're saying. There's times where, uh, you know, it's just easier to stay home and watch something on TV. Um, I would say, you know what, do, do the work. Get in your car, drive to the school board meeting and show up. I think that would be the best thing to do. They're not always exciting. They can be boring, um, but um, I will do my very best as long as I'm not out of town to be at everyone, but I won't be there at everyone probably. Uh, and there may be one that I won't be able to broadcast. So um, calendar, the next school board meeting, when that is, oh my gosh, I should have pulled it up so I could tell you when the next one is. Uh, give me one second to do that. P-L-Y-U-S-D. Um, if anybody knows it offhand, go ahead and type it into the comments. That'd be awesome the calendar here so we're in september right we're going to be in september let's see oh i pulled up the wrong calendar yikes i pulled up the school calendar hold on i'm gonna bring it up i can't see my screen right now so there's quite possibly somebody bringing it up why can't i find it school board i want the school board oh here it is September 14th, 2021, September 14th, 2021. They're at seven o'clock. <clears throat> they do get full. So I got there yesterday at six 30 and there was plenty of time to find a seat. I got in the front row so I could set up my camera and my tripod and everything. But uh, within 15 minutes, the, the, the room was full. Uh, and then you have to have the card. If you want to speak turned in, uh, just about the time, about the time the school board meeting starts, about five minutes later, then uh, they don't accept any more cards. So make sure to get there on time. Um, understand if there's going to be if there's going to be probably anything more than 15 to 20 speakers, they're going to cut the time down. I think it's normally three minutes, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and gets cut down to about a minute or a minute 30, depending on how many people are actually speaking. So have um, maybe two speeches prepared, have one prepared for maybe three minutes and then have one prepared for one minute. That's one of the things I, I often see is that some people are I'll go up there prepared to speak longer, and then um, they get told that they only have a minute or 30 seconds to speak, and now they have to pare it down. So prepare one both for a short and uh, one for a longer version. Uh, but September 14th, 2021 is the next meeting, seven o'clock uh, there on Orange Thorpe in Placentia. So go ahead and be there at that time. I saw a couple comments coming in. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's awful. Uh, these things that are happening to our law enforcement officers. 
And, um, and yes, thank you, Char. I was, I was looking on another page, so I didn't see you put it up there. So September 14th, 7 p.m. Um, and sorry, I saw something else come up on my screen. All right, my friends, um, thank you for watching. Thank you for uh, those of you that attend. Thank you for watching, or if you're watching. Again, I'm not disparaging those that watch. That's perfectly fine. But it's it's the presence of, uh, of the parents that are showing the school board that there are you're not going to let them get away with anything anymore as we've been able to let uh, we've allowed them to get to this point where they feel that they are empowered and have more say over our children than we do. All right. So make sure and, um, and show up if you can, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, my friends. Uh, thank you again for watching. I appreciate uh, the, the shares and the likes. So share this out if you can so that other people can see it and see what's going on on our school board. All right. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.